Hello lovers! Hi! Welcome to Love and a Romance Podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm Kristen, and today we're talking about road trip romance. Yes. So to start us off, Kristen, have you ever had a road trip romance? I have actually. Yeah, I think the last I so I think the last road trip I took was this road trip and it was 15 years ago. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, if I'm thinking about like a real road trip, not like 2 hours to the beach. This mm-hmm. was gosh, I want to say this is like a month into Mike and I dating. So it's like 15 years ago and we drove to Florida. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. From Virginia. From from Maryland. Okay. Yeah, and we actually we stayed in Papa and Grandma's house down there. Whoa. Yeah, it was like way throwback. That's a huge throwback. Yeah, huge throwback. But I think we'd only been together like a month or something, and then we were like, Aww. let's spend I don't know twenty hours in the car or however long it took. Wow. And it was a lot of fun. You fell in love. Fell in love. And this was like before cell phones and any kind of distraction you could have on the road. So oh, it was literally shit. us. And a playlist, or I don't know, what was that back then? Like an iPod shuffle? I'm not even sure. Probably. <laughs> I think we were a little past Mixed CDs. <laughs> oh, yeah, not quite there. <laughs> and then lots of like road trip games, you know, mm-hmm. based on like, you know, you play, have you ever played the alphabet game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just too many times. Too many, yeah, too many times. So I don't know. It was also around a month of being together is when we first said, I love you. So I feel like mm-hmm. it was, maybe it was on this trip. I don't know. But it, and this is Kristen's husband now? By yes, the way. yes. Just, so this is because, yeah, we, yeah, we met 15 years ago and that's when we started dating. I think that's the last road trip, real road trip I was on, though. Hmm. What about you? Yeah, actually, Josh and I also have a road trip, um, <laughs> a semi road trip origin story for our relationship. We were friends for a bit and then we decided that we were going to platonically take a road trip and spend the night in an Airbnb sharing a bed. (laughs) Wait, are you serious? You had a there's only one bed trope in real life? Yeah, so we... (laughs) As friends to lovers? I am a unicorn. My life is a rom-com. Oh my God. (laughs) So we were friends. (laughs) We decided to take this road trip down the Oregon coast just for two days. I don't... I think we just wanted to go on a trip together because we had become friends and we'd only... We'd been friends for about a month. We'd only spent two weeks in the same spot. And then I had gone to, I had to travel. I visited you and I had to go to California for work. So I was gone. So I like came back. We'd been apart for two weeks, just messaging, texting, calling. And then he picked me up the next morning at like 6 a.m. We got on the road and we were still, you know, we're totally friends. This is totally normal. You do this with all your friends. It's fine. And then we had our first kiss on the beach that day. And then we were like, every time we stopped at a stop sign, we were kissing because we decided. That, oh my you know, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really, it was really sweet. So it turned out one bed was fine. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Wow. Well, it was funny because we weren't, it, usually I get an Airbnb that's like our own plate, our own space, but I, for whatever reason at that point, we just got a room in somebody's house. So we were like staying with these, this couple <laughs> and we were just like, oh yeah, we're friends. And then we were not just friends. <laughs> like a little bit awkward, but yeah, it was wow. really Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know this about you oh yeah and I, I probably I probably told you about this road trip like back when it happened but you were an itty bitty baby in high school yeah I don't think I yeah remember that but so I love this trope yes. independent of the fact that we had our own real life experiences 
I love road trip romance. So let's talk about it. What kind of themes do we see in road trip romance that we love? Okay, obviously forced proximity mm-hmm. is a big one. Not only in the confines of like whatever vehicle, but from A to B, whatever your destination is, you're just together the whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And there's always, they always end up in the same hotel room. Yeah, I feel like I can't think of one that I read where there isn't yeah. like a, if not a shared bed, a shared room. Yeah situation the yeah. motel only has one room one of them can't afford to get a second or room. they have separate rooms but there's a connecting an adjoining door, door. yeah yep. mm-hmm. 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 Uh, a lot of strangers to lovers friends to lovers i've we also seen um, enemies to lovers with road trip yeah which is particularly high drama because then you're putting two people in a car that really dislike each other mm-hmm. there's often a lot of really good banter because yes. all you have is the setting where you're in this car together yeah there's always car trouble too I feel like more of the ones I've read have actually been enemies to lovers. Mm. But there are a few that we'll talk about that are friends or strangers to lovers, and those are great. What I think is interesting about road trip romance as a, I don't know, are we calling this a trope? I don't know. I don't know. The road trip is set up so that there's a beginning and there's an end. And much like we talked about with our beach romance episode about how going to the beach is this different world it your the relationship like evolves in the confines of it but then like when you come back to reality after the beach things are different same as the road trip you start at point a you develop that relationship to point b but once the road trip is done there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of times part of the internal character dialogue is like wondering about Mm -hmm. that uncertainty or thinking about the finality of whatever is, is going on. Yeah. I, I will have to say, actually, I got a comment on our beach episode from somebody who's from Australia. And they, oh, were, yeah. and they were like, uh, you clearly didn't grow up at the beach. <laughs> they were like, I didn't get what you're saying, but that was, the beach is very normal to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, no. And that's, and that's a completely fair point. I mean, yeah. if you live in like Florida or something here in the States, yeah. that's the same thing. But in that episode, we were talking about the confines of where it is an outside yeah. environment. Uh, but I but I actually love that that's part of this trope or archetype where you have this relationship just in the confines of a certain time period or a certain location, and then it ends, and that leads that can also lead to a lot of miscommunication with the characters, which yeah. I personally love a good miscommunication. I think some of them can be really stupid sometimes, but most of the time I think mi- miscommunications can actually be pretty authentic because, I don't know, some people are scared of advocating for themselves and I don't know real life relationships can be difficult it can be difficult to say things to another person in real life so I get it most of the time yeah so when that when you end at point b if there's miscommunication or an uncertainty there's also often this understanding that the characters can walk away from the relationship without any attachments and that often leads to a lot of angst or drama the other thing is I think in a lot of the books we see one or more of the characters is, I mean, sometimes it's just like we have to go on a road trip for work or whatever or what have you, and it makes sense in the in the confines of their real life. But a lot of times we also see the road trip as a dividing line between like a former life and a future life that they want. Mm-hmm. We'll see that in some of the books. And so this is like in-between space when they're trying to get get away or forget about what their life was like and find something new and different and then they meet this person along the way yeah i will say for most of the 
books that we've read, at least one of the characters is, like, leaving their life behind and moving yeah. somewhere, rather than our stories, where it was like, well, just take a little trip with Yeah, her. there's a lot of things you can do within the confines of a road trip environment, and obviously things can get a little bit repetitive, right, because you're stuck in a vehicle, there are rest stops, there are strange towns you're going to go through, there is the whole hotel-motel thing, but there's just a lot of ways you can play with it. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like retellings where it's just this framework that you can sort of set framework is the right is the word yeah, i'm looking for yeah this framework that you can put your whatever the character past is whatever the sort of development that you want to have in your book you can sort of slot it into this existing framework and then play with it and yeah. get your own and it's it you gives know, you a lot of it's, it's it, like any trope it gives you way. a lot of situations framework is really good because it does give you a lot of places of plot already set up and yeah. then you just can kind of work what you want into that yeah and as a reader it's really helpful because if you know you like you know the one bed scenario you like a lot of forced proximity you like banter like you can expect mm-hmm. certain things if it's a road trip romance yeah. which is nice if that's if you know you like those things yeah so before we get into the books i wanted to touch on one movie i feel like there's got to be more movies that i'm not thinking about but the first book i the first movie i thought of when i thought of road trip was when harry met sally which is not an entire road trip it's just the beginning i love that movie it's it's fucking amazing it's so good it's so good and actually now that we're approaching fall again because it's like a lot of it takes place in the autumn i want to rewatch it yeah if you have not seen when harry met sally it's from the 80s early 90s yeah one of those yeah it's meg ryan pre-90s meg ryan and billy crystal it's definitely a enemies to friends to lovers and it's also a slow burn second third fourth chance kind of thing where they kind of run into each other over and over again over a course of i don't know a decade or something but it starts when they're leaving college they've just graduated and i think they're both moving to new york city and Meg Ryan's character and Billy Crystal do not know each other. I think Billy Crystal is Meg Ryan's like roommate's boyfriend yeah, at the time. Like and somehow they agree to drive together to New York to save on gas or have a buddy or something. And they pretty much banter the whole time and don't really like each other that much. And it's hysterical. It's a great movie. It's so good. Yeah. And that kind of sets up the relationship. They get to New York City and then they don't see each other for a while and then they keep running into each other over and over again as the years pass mm. yeah it's a really good one but i couldn't think of another one that there, i feel like there's got to be that i'm missing hmm. yeah no 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 favorites are coming to mind yep before we get into the books what are you wearing on your nails oh what am i wearing on my nails today i am wearing get in the espresso lane in honor of our road trip theme and it's sort of a grayish brown Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Yeah. I love a grayish brown. It's one of my favorite yeah. nail colors. Yeah. I am wearing Alpaca My Bags <laughs> by OPI, which I think is in the Peruvian Yeah, collection. I think it's the Peruvian collection. And it's a, what do you call this? It's like a turquoise blue. Blue turquoise. Yeah, but it's kind of steely. Yeah, it's a steely blue. Mm-hmm. A little bluer than steel, but yeah. it's really pretty. It's really pretty. Big fan. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with our favorite road trip romance. This actually might be... In one, if I had to make a top five or top ten of all romances, this might be yeah. in there. I think I've read this book three times. I think I also read it three times. <laughs> and I don't even remember how I found it because it's from this author that feels kind of obscure, but it's one it's yeah, one of my favorite books. It's called Going Nowhere Fast. It's by Katie Wilde. Katie with an I. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? I can talk about it. Okay. So the main characters are Aspen and Bramwell. 
who goes by Bram, which is a great name. This is an enemies to lovers, forced proximity. <laughs> I'm just going to read out all the things. Best friend's brother. What did you write in here? Misjudgments, grovel, high angst, great speed. Those are the taglines. <laughs> Those for this are the taglines for this book that I wrote, and these are literally all of the things that I just love. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I just was approached with this tagline for this book, I would just pick it up automatically yeah. without reading anymore. Yeah. This hits all, all of Kristen's yeah. <laughs> So basically, M. Aspen is Bram's sister's best friend and college roommate. And Bram and his sister come from a very wealthy family, and he's also built up this sort of empire that he's in charge of. So he's, how many years older is he? He's like 26, 27? Yeah, I think he's four or five years older than yeah, them. It's not a huge difference. Yeah. But his, and Bethany is his sister. Right, and, and he's really... He's very protective. He's very protective of her, and she's grew up very sheltered, and so Aspen... He sort of sees Aspen as this corrupting force in her life from the from the, from the very they beginning. Room. Yeah, because yeah. they room together as freshmen, they get thrown together. And I think the first time he meets Aspen is when Bethany has come home really drunk, and Aspen's taking care of her, and he is immediately like, "You're a bad influence. Your hair, you have dyed hair, and you've got you know, you look like a punk, and you're Bethany is an angel is yeah. in his view, and yeah. he thinks." And he thinks the worst of yeah. of Aspen right And away. he's also, like, too harsh because he's really shocked to see his baby sister in the state. But anyway, so he has a lot of misconceived notions about Aspen. Aspen grew up very poor. Her mom still lives in a trailer. And her brother is a drug user and is really inconsiderate of her and her mom and often trashes their house and has friends over that are pretty shifty. So she's not in a great situation. Bethany wanted Aspen to go on this road trip with her and her brother, after so they, they graduate. After they graduated from, from college. So they had planned this whole thing. But Bethany has been struggling with, is it alcohol abuse or drug abuse? I feel like it might be a little bit of drug abuse too I think it's there. drug abuse. Yeah. Because then, yeah, I think it's drug abuse. And she had a really bad relationship. She's hidden all of this from Bram. So he has no idea. And Aspen has been helping her. And so the day of the road trip when Bram is there to pick her up, Aspen finds out that Bethany has bailed to go to rehab. And she wants to aspen to lie to bram about it so that bram doesn't know so somehow bram convinces aspen to go on the road trip thinking that he will send pictures and text to, to bethany and get her to come because he thinks that she's off at some writing retreat or some story That's right yeah mm -hmm. so bram the whole reason the road trip still happens is because dram wants to coax his sister mm -hmm. out of this supposed writing retreat to come so if he's like if we just me and aspen go we'll take all these pictures right. and she'll think we're having a great time right and Aspen goes because she needs the money. Oh, he promises her if she goes with him that he'll pay off her mom's medical bills and yeah. also pay for her graduate school. And she wants to be a teacher, I think, at that, po at that yeah. point. And still. it's really important for Bram that Bethany goes and spends. He really wants to spend time with her. He's right. very... He's a workaholic. Yeah. He doesn't spend enough time with her. He feels disconnected from her, obviously. She's hiding stuff from him. So... All the all the high notes, their forced proximity, really good banter. She doesn't take any of his shit. And I think one of the things I love most about this book is just the misconceived notions and mm -hmm. the grovel. I mean, there's just so much of that where he... Several times. Yes, repeatedly throughout the book, he sort of thinks the worst of her and then realizes, you know, something that he wasn't aware of. And, and then, then he'll realizes, say something really mm -hmm. fucking stupid and yeah. you're like... Dude, you shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the the eighty five percent like climax, you know, breakup part is like so good, it's so good, it's like so good. I love a good <sighs> third act breakup, like that's mm -hmm. that is really like a lot of drama and, and makes sense. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. It's definitely steamy, mm -hmm. and I don't know, I don't know what else to say about it. 
That's all I have to say about this one. Just read it. Just read, read it. it. It's so I, good. Yeah. All now, the time. Actually, now I want to go back and read it because... Don't do... Again? <laughs> I think I read it a few months ago and and now I'm just talking about it. Yeah, it's a perfect ago. summary. So read it. <laughs> if you read it. if you read it. one book from this pod, from this episode, I recommend this one. Yeah. 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 Okay, next. So I usually save my reverse harem for the end. <laughs> to be fair, I read this one too. You did. I usually save the reverse harem discussion for the end of the podcast. Not intentionally. I feel like that's just how it's ended up. But I love this one so much, and I just needed to throw it in the beginning. Also, I will say that a lot of the books in this particular episode have very similar names. So Yes, they uh, do. This one is called Road Trip, and if you look for it, if you don't put the author name, you will have a lot of books come up that is probably not this one. Yep. It's called Road Trip. It's by Addison Arodell. It is a reverse harem MMMF, which means three guys and one girl. And they all get together. Mm-hmm. We have Haley, who's the woman, and then Carter, Link, and Jax. What I really liked about... What are you shaking your head for? <laughs> just, they always have these names. I know. I actually don't think these are as ridiculous as some of the other ones. They're not, but that's saying something. They're always crazy. What I really liked about this reverse harem is I felt like the types of characters the author chose was different from the other reverse harems I've read. What I mean by that is every time I've discussed reverse harem, there's usually one brooding asshole with dark hair probably brown hair there's one charismatic there's a broody one in this no there is but let me finish there's one charismatic sort of like flirty asshole usually he's like the blonde with dimples and then there's one like emo guy who either has a mohawk (laughs) or like longer hair and it's black and it covers his eyes and he might be actually like really quiet and very sweet or something i did not find those character types here yes there is one that is kind of a little bit more of an asshole but i thought they were very different so first of all, from the guy's perspective, we have Carter, who is, I mean, he's kind of like a little bit more of a boy next door, like, mm-hmm. I think he's like lighter hair color and stuff like that. But he is someone who's escaping from an abusive relationship with his ex-boyfriend. And he and Haley, our heroine, are the first people to get together. So I should say this is a strangers to lovers road trip romance. Haley and Carter encounter each other while they're both road tripping. I think he was taking the bus or something, and so somehow she agrees to, you know, take him in his her car and they share gas. And then along the way, they also meet Link and Jax and just kind of all end up getting together. Yeah. Link, our second the second guy that they that uh, our heroine Haley meets is a model. And he is very chill, wanderlust. He describes himself as a pansexual. He is not escaping an abusive relationship, but he is trying to escape, I don't know, the way he's portrayed and like how people perceive him because he's just perceived as like this very beautiful, probably shallow person. And that's not actually him at all. And so he doesn't like people misjudging him. And then the final person that they meet along their way is Jax. And Jax is kind of a little bit of a pretty asshole. But yeah, he's like, he's got tattoos. He's kind of like rough around the edges. And he is the one, the one guy that I would say is exploring his sexuality because Carter is bisexual. Link is pansexual. And Jax is, doesn't, thinks he's straight when when the book starts. 
Yeah, so when he joins, he's sort of like, what is this dynamic that these two dudes have with Haley? But he's really into Haley, so he and Haley get together first, and then he starts exploring with, I think, Link's and then with Link and then with Carter. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's sort of their relationship evolves, and they keep adding people, and finally ends up being there, the four of them. But they, you know, it starts with Carter and Haley both leaving their abusive exes, so trigger warning for physical and emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. And there is sort of a, a bit of a... Um, I would say the third party conflict is dealing with sort of these outside forces. For sure. A lot of judgment from yeah. people about their relationships. But this is also definitely a road trip romance where because they're strangers, there's a perceived end date to, you know, wherever they get where they're going and then what happens to them all after, what happens to their relationship. Right. But I loved it. Yeah, it's just a really fun read. It's I think it's a little bit more porn than plot given that there's so many yeah, of them. Yeah, you ha- just you have to in reverse Yeah, them. but I think the character development is really good. It's just like a really enjoyable yeah. read. Yeah, just like I said, I think the types of characters that were in this reverse harem were just sort of different. Yeah, it's really interesting with this book. There's a lot of insta-lust and insta-love too. They're mm-hmm. just very quickly, like I remember Link being like, Haley's just so pure. Like I just immediately, they just like immediately connect with each other and it feels right that they're all together and... Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot what happens in reverse harem of it just feels right yeah. when when there's like multiple and it's just those particular people. Yeah. Okay. Conventionally Yours by Annabeth Albert. This is a male-male road trip romance. The main characters are Conrad and Alden. Let me just... This is my little tagline for this. Two nerdy gamers go on a road trip. That's pretty much the background of this book. <laughs> Okay, so these two are in a gaming club together, sort of like D&D. It's a weird card game, and there's all these rules, and there's different decks, and it's, like, super nerdy, right? Really cute. (laughs) Uh, Which is very in now because of Stranger Things. Anyway, so the impetus for the road trip is that there is a gaming convention that they both want to go, and they both want to win the grand prize for for different reasons. Alden is neurodivergent and has a really hard time socializing with people, but he's in this little group, and he's sort of standoffish because of that. He's very, like, analytical about the game and the rules and, like, really, just really, really smart. Conrad is, like, the popular guy, but he's fallen on hard times because his parents cut him off because he's gay and he came out to them. So he is living with one of his professors at, like, a discounted rate. He's working a bunch of jobs and he takes off. He basically quits his job so he can go to this uh, convention because he wants to win and get money from the grand prize and then be able to, like, tour and play games as a professional. This is also very modern because the group of them have a YouTube channel where they play games. It's like very, this would happen. (laughs) And it's like, you could definitely see this being a real story. So they end up road tripping together, the two of them. There's other people that are supposed to go, but it ends up just being them two. They end up getting together. It's not very steamy. It's, It's basically fade to black, but it's super cute. And their relationship, the way it develops is really, really sweet. And then, yeah, it's just really cute. Is this a YA? I don't think it's technically young adult. I think it's it's just not super steamy. Is the whole book take place on the road trip or part of it takes place? Pretty at the much. The first chapter or two when they're getting they're setting the scene for the road trip doesn't and then the end of it happens at the gaming convention. Okay. Yeah. That sounds really cute. It's really really sweet. Yeah. I really like the characters. What I always find interesting about road trip romance is like for this one you say they're going from Philadelphia to Las Vegas. Well, there's a road trip back, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think one of them, 
I think it's Alden is afraid of flying, so he has to drive. And then Conrad, I think, just can't afford the plane ticket. Yeah, I don't remember how they get back. Yeah, it's like when you're traveling to somewhere. Yeah, they definitely address it in the book. Yeah. I just read this like a month ago, so I can't remember. Yeah, I feel like most of the books happens. I've read, it's just kind of like a one-way trip. But sometimes you're like, well, we just happen to be going to the same place. But then we have to return. Yeah, like, yeah okay. this is definitely one where it's just, a, just some time away from their regular life. Okay. Yeah. So the next one I want to talk about is called Road Tripped. <laughs> with an ed at the end like i said lots of similar names it's by nicole archer this is a hilarious rom-com road trip romance it is between callie and walker and this is a road trip for work why are you giving me that i'm just reading your notes (laughs) so yeah callie and walker work for i think they work for an ad agency and i think he does more of the artwork and things like that and she does maybe ad design and coming up with sort of the content behind ads. Anyway, their advertising firm gets an offer to advertise for a company that creates RVs. And the one that they want to market this time is called the Silver Bullet. It basically, in my head, it looks like one of those 1950s, like silver RVs that are like curved on the end. and Like an Airstream. Yeah, like an Airstream. Exactly. Callie calls it, I think she calls it, the silver dildo or something (laughs) the entire time which is so funny but they somehow get paired to go on this road trip i think they're in new york or something like that so they go all the way down to florida and then all the way across the south and then up to the pacific northwest so it's a pretty long trip it's a pretty long trip i think it's a month or two or at least a couple weeks and the idea is that along the way they will be taking pictures and sort of coming up with ads so that they would help advertise this company's Airstream model design or whatever. The big dildo. Yeah, the silver dildo, exactly. So Callie is a person with zero filter, and she has a big temper. She's very witty and sarcastic. She just moved across the country to New York City on the heels of a very bad breakup, and she's very antisocial. So she is working at this ad agency due to her friend who is now, I think he just inherited the company from his father or something. He's a, his name is Skip. He's a bit of a weird character, but he is Callie's friend. So he hires her into this role. And she is then assigned to take this trip with Walker Rhodes, who is the one person. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. His you know what? I never got that. Walker <laughs> Rhodes? I never put that together until you just gave me that look <laughs> right before you even said that. Okay, we'll just keep going. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Walker Rhodes in a road trip romance. Okay. Called road tripped. Called road tripped. <laughs> Callie doesn't like most people in the office, but she especially doesn't like Walker. He is very charismatic and always seems like he's hooking up with someone or another and just seems very... I don't know disrespectful of women not because of the things he said but because he's sort of comes off as like a player okay so she's not very excited to do this trip but she has to do it for work walker is actually kind of at a crossroads of his life he's a really great photographer but he doesn't feel fulfilled in his job at the ad agency he wants to do artistic work rather than commercial work uh he's actually a little nerdy which she finds out, and actually a really good guy, but they both have a lot of misconceptions and misjudgments about each other. Oh, love it. That, is there groveling? 
There is a little bit of groveling, if I recall. Yeah, they're really funny together. They're very, a lot of sarcastic, witty banter. It's not really insta-lust too, which is what I liked. He, th- she thinks he's gorgeous, of course, but just really doesn't think she likes his personality. He thinks she's sort of this cold, like emo girl, and doesn't have any attraction to her really at first. But they go through all sorts of funny places in the road trip. I think they're at a nudist camp at one point, and there's like old nude people walking around. I think there's a situation with a gator down in Alabama. It sounds like a true rom-com. Yeah, it is a true rom-com. It was it was very, very funny and well done. Mm. And yeah. Cool. That's very good. That sounds good. Do you want to talk about off-key? Uh, sure. I was going to be pretty short because I read this like two months ago. I've been spreading out my road trip romance. Yeah. We've been talking about it for a long time. This is a male-male road trip romance between Jay and Rafe. <laughs> We're not sure about that pronunciation. Kristen is really struggling to keep it together while I mispronounce things right now. Continue. Okay, so this is a friends to love, friends to enemies to lovers, I would say. They're best buds when they're in high school. Rafe is gay. Jay is also gay, but is closeted because he is afraid of what it will mean for his musical career because he wants to be a musician. But he's always been in love with Rafe. So Jay goes off to become this famous musician. He starts touring. He's really busy with his career. While this is going on, Rafe marries Amy, who's Jay's sister. And Jay is like, what the fuck? A, thought you were gay. B, always was in love with you. Now you're married to my sister. We can never be together. I'm upset about this. So he like, I don't even think he goes to their wedding. I think he is on tour and he just refuses. Does Amy know about his feelings? No. So Jay hasn't told anybody that he's gay. Okay. But the reason that he then hates Rafe is that Rafe and Amy get a divorce and Amy shows up on his doorstep at some point and is really upset and is really distraught and he doesn't, she's not really talking to him about their relationship, but he thinks Rafe did something really bad and she basically asks him for money and help getting set up and whatever. So he helps her and then she sort of disappears and he can't find her and he goes searching for her. He has a private investigator you know, figure out where she is. It turns out she's in a hospital in some place, some state, a couple states away from where, from Whispering Key, which I think is in Florida. I could be wrong. And they won't let him see her because the only person that is authorized to see her is Rafe because he is her emergency contact from when they were married. So Jay goes back to their hometown to see Rafe. His whole purpose is to take Rafe back to the hospital where Amy is so that Rafe can figure out what's going on with her because they won't tell him anything about her, her health, her state of health. So they end up going on a road trip back to this hospital where Amy is and figuring out, you know, talking about their feelings and figuring out that, you know, Jay's gay and they always, you know, had feelings for each other. And then Jay's got to sort of unravel the mystery of how Rafe and Amy ended up getting married and what it actually means. And yeah, it was really interesting. It's a very sweet, sweet story between the two guys. How long is their, their, does their road trip last? Just a couple days. Okay. Yeah. But they just reconnect over that time. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good banter back and forth. Cute. You know, it's like a fun little, not fun, but it's a little mystery situation. Yeah. It was really cute. Cool. All right. I'm going to talk about something I never talk about on this podcast. Okay. Historical romance. Whoa. Whoa. I know. And I'm only halfway through this Wait, it's a road trip or are they in like a carriage? It's a road trip. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's a road trip romance. Is there horseback riding? I'm only halfway through. I what? don't know. I wanted to talk about it, but I'm only halfway through. Because, okay. But it's very good, so that's okay. what I want to talk about. Okay. It's called A Week to be Wicked by Tessa Dare. 
I don't know a lot about historical romance, but I think Tessa Dare is considered sort of a powerhouse in historical I've romance. I've heard her name a lot. I actually think I have read one of her books called Romancing the Duke, was which was a... Oh, you made me read that one too. Oh, that, and then you liked that, right? Yeah. I yeah, really he was one. like a blind hero, sort of recluse nope, in a castle. Nope, didn't read that okay. one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, no, I read another one with the Duke in the title that you told me to read. They all have Duke in the title. Okay. Well, that narrows it down. Anyway, A Week to be Wicked <laughs> takes place between Minerva and Colin, or Lord Payne. Okay, I really, when I read your notes, I thought this was contemporary, and that he just had, like, <laughs> it was, it was going to be one of those where it's, like, he, like, calls himself Lord um, Lord Payne. Like, I thought it was going to be one of those. <laughs> so it was going to be, like, kinky, like, Lord Payne, and bit, then, like, yeah. he's, like, in a BDSM yeah. or something. Oh, my God. There's, it says HR right there. Second I wasn't moment. thinking about the acronym. <laughs> Okay. Keep going. Well, <sighs> guys, I'm losing it. Tessa Dare writes pretty lighthearted and really fun romance, and I think this this is one of her most. I think I see this one mentioned all the time, and when I looked for a road trip, it came up. And even though it's historical, I made myself read it, and I am really enjoying it so far. So I won't give a lot away since I don't know what happens at the end of the book yet. But Minerva, our heroine, is an amateur geologist. Oh, which you don't see that every day. I know. Okay, I think this is my issue with historical romance. And again, I haven't read enough. And this book obviously goes against what I'm about to say. But I tend to not want to read historical because I think that every book will kind of end up being somewhat of the same because females had to were part of a societal structure that didn't really vary. Mm-hmm. And that's just not interesting to me right? That like women, like if you're caught holding the hand of a man, like you have to get married or something. And like, I think we need to read some historical We probably romances. need to read some because yeah. we're going to get some hate. Yeah, we, we are. But so I really like that Minerva was an amateur geologist. And the whole premise of the road trip is that she wants to go up to Edinburgh in Scotland and do a presentation to win some award because she's been doing some geology where she lives. And I can't say where she lives exactly but i think the trip is supposed to take a week or two to mm-hmm. get up there colin or lord Payne is sort of this well he's what many would consider a rake which is another mm-hmm. historical romance term and i think it's basically like a historical player something like that <laughs> historical, <laughs> historical player, player. <laughs> and he is living in this town where minerva is living he is pretty lazy kind of aimless and there is this idea kind of floating around in the place where they live that lord Payne is going to marry minerva's sister who is i think a little bit more i don't know she follows society's rules a little bit more whereas minerva is like i want to look at rocks (laughs) and so the opening scene minerva shows up to colin's door pounding on it she's like covered in mud because it was raining and walks inside and says, I want to marry you. You're not marrying my sister. Let's have a fake elopement. And you want to move back to London. We have to go up to Scotland. I'm going to win this contest. And then I'll give you the money and you can go to London. So I know that's confusing. The whole thing is she doesn't want Lord Payne to marry her sister because she thinks her sister like deserves better. Oh. And so to kind of get out of that, she proposes this fake elopement. And... He really wants, has been wanting to go back to London because wherever they are is not, you know, the hustle and bustle of the city. Mm-hmm. She will give him the money that she wins. 
So they both get something out of it. She sort of protects her sister. He gets to go back to London. And so he resists this idea for a long time. But eventually she ends up escorting her up there and they get into all sorts of hijinks, you know, highwaymen and all things. It's very funny. They have a great banter and she is, she's, she's a little bit feisty. You know, she's sort of perceived as sort of a bookworm, but she's got some spunk to her. She's not like a, a quiet sit in the corner kind of lady. I feel like that is kind of what I have gathered about contemporary or about historical romance is that the female seems to be the one that's sort of issuing Doesn't societal f- norms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to read more because I think I'm, yeah, I just am of the perception that ultimately a lot of it will be the same because there's only supposed to be one kind of woman in society. Mm -hmm. And even though in contemporary society, there are definitely notions of what a woman is supposed to be like, it's a lot more varied and there's a spectrum depending on where you live in the country and whatnot and your age and all that. Well, and I think too, in the contemporary we see societal norms that differ based on the micro like environment of the book yeah so it could be you know you're in a small town or you're in a city or you're in a yeah. different country or, what, or whatever the community is that the characters are set in whereas the way we think about historical romance we're only thinking about one context yeah. of historical yeah. romance i'm sure there's a lot of different contexts there probably that they, are that books are set in but when we think about it historical romance we're thinking about one specific but I'm sure that's the case in historical romance. We just don't have enough exposure. We to just it. don't have enough exposure. So, yeah. yeah. We'll do more. To our listeners, if you have recommendations for historical romance, we would love to get them because it's something that we we should be reading more. And I, I want to. Bringing down the Duke. That's the one. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. That and was that, good. That was good. And that, I forget the author's name for that, but that was written to me from more of a contemporary standpoint. Like it's very feminist. Mm-hmm. And I think that whole series surrounds four women who are actually part of a suffrage movement or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So yeah. it's got a lot of feminist undertones. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we will finish our episode just giving, honestly, a ton of honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Some of these we've talked about in previous episodes, and there's just a lot of overlap because you're right. I think Road Trip is a framework that can fit into a lot of different scenarios. So before you mention the ones that you want to just touch on a little bit, We talked about Follow in our Tessa Bailey episode. That's a male-female, super hot road trip romance. The Horseman series by Laura Thalassa was in our Apocalypse episode. And they are four books. They're all male-female. The first one, Pestilence, is very road trippy. The others are road trippy too, simply because the whole function is that these horsemen are are moving through the world, bringing plague or war or famine with them. So the, the... the fu- their function is literally to road trip yeah. through through the world and the environments. Yeah. We also talked about Something Fabulous by Alexis Hall in a previous Field Bullet Friday. And yes. that is a male-male regency. Yes. I think we determined yes. it's regency. Yeah. We also talked about Last Light in our Apocalypse episode by Claire Kent, which is a male-female. And that is another road trip where they are leaving their town and trying to go to a place that they think is going to be safe from roves and hordes of people who are trying to survive mm-hmm. but what are some ones that are new to this podcast yeah so i also read how to save a life by emma scott this is a story of a second chance romance between two friends and the heroine is in an abusive relationship and the hero i think is escapes from prison at just around the time that she really is trying to leave her partner 
and they end up road tripping to another state to get away from this guy and to and their their pasts. And then On the Way to You by Candy Steiner is another male female. It's a single point of view between Cooper, who's the the heroine. She's a partial amputee, and then Emery is the hero. He suffers from depression, and this book was really about her discovering his struggles with depression and and the extent of that. It's a strangers to lovers, but there's a lot of um, miscommunication and hidden information between the characters. It's pretty interesting. Hmm. That sounds like a heavier, yes, a heavier read. Yeah. Okay. Two others I'll touch on: A Promise of Fire. This is the first book in the Kingmaker Chronicles trilogy by Amanda Boucher. It is a fantasy male-female romance. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've read this one, but there is a big road trip component. And from what I recall, the hero was sent to capture the heroine, who is an important person, and she has some kind of powers. I don't recall. I think she's working at a carnival-type place, and they essentially kidnap her, and he's got some other folks with him, mm. and take her back. And she's, she's very feisty. and there it's an enemies to lovers for sure there's a lot of great banter between them and he is a very possessive alpha hero so if you like that in your fantasy romance too read that one and then lastly people we meet on vacation by emily henry is a male female contemporary romance this doesn't quite qualify as road trip but I wanted to touch on anyway. This is, did you read this one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the story of the two main characters doing these summer trips. It's a second chance romance. They were doing these trips every so often where they would pick a place to go and travel there. And she, I think the heroine works for a travel company or something like that. So she's basically reviewing these places. They have a falling out. And the present part of the story in that book takes place when she offers to go on another trip to Palm Springs with him. And so it's not fully a road trip, but they do travel to Palm Springs together and then they spend a week or something like that there mm-hmm. and re-encounter each other after, I don't know, maybe four years apart. And Emily Henry just writes. I mean, she's like, yeah, she's classic. Yeah, she's the OG. So, so <laughs> what I want to know from listeners, mm. do you have your own road trip romance? Yes. Yeah. Also, do you have any other recommendations? Because I feel like this, there's yeah. so many books and there's also a lot of books where part of the plot is is a road trip but i love a good road trip thematic Mm -hmm. romance so Mm -hmm. give me give them to me (laughs) yeah you can find us on social media at love and underscore podcast on instagram and twitter or email us at hello at love and podcast.com yeah thanks so much for listening this has been love and go love yourselves bye lovers Mm -hmm.